Well, last we saw our heroes. Things he won't share with us The darkness in his brain The dungeon master's plan The pleasure and the pain What's better left unknown Keep calling out to me I hear him think out loud To die Only the brave shall come My name is Che Webster, and this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary. Alright, it's a little after six in the morning on Saturday. Good session last night, if a very different kind of session from the one before. Essentially this was one long wilderness trek, um, as the guys went out to from Grimm's Fort, uh, north along the road, trying to find this so-called abandoned temple. It was interesting. There were a number of things that caused me pause and challenge in the session. The most, um, I think, the most distractive, which which came to nothing, was when one of the players asked, "Is there a handcart I could borrow from the temple?" I've got an idea. There's a handcart you can borrow from. There's a handcart on a nine or less. Yeah, yes. There's a handcart. I was thinking because if we're bringing heads back and you find something else, or if there's by chance a statue, because we like collecting statues, because that's what temples do, we could re recover said statue of the god goddess and bring it back to the temple. To be placed somewhere in the town. Uh-huh. Who's going to push the handcart if you take it? I'll pull the handcart. I'm used to doing all that, you know, burial things and all that lot. Fantastic, okay. So you want to pull the handcart if you go out? Yeah. Books on standby. But oh my goodness, it led to a discussion about trying to find. The weight of a handcart was basically all I needed to know in terms of tugging and some stats for that. And they just don't really seem to exist. Um, in the end, I think one of the players came up with something online. But oh, well, whatever. There are a couple of things I know I screwed up in the session in terms of rules, not kind of quite remembering how the procedure goes. Um, one of those was when a giant spider sort of leapt down, pounced down on the player and I kind of half remembered the rule but I didn't remember it properly. It didn't matter, I don't think, but it was annoying to me. And, yeah, I think otherwise it was fine. I was, um, I was interested in how the players would interact with the wilderness rules. I've used decided to use some very detailed wilderness rules in terms of things like setting up camp and um, all that kind of stuff. And actually, at the end of this session, what was being said was quite positive. That they felt there was a sense of um, it mattering, really, I guess. Anyway, um, it was good. We played a game for just under three hours. And... I've got a recording to listen back through, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm feeling good this morning. I'm just a little tired and sleepy. What I felt was really interesting from my point of view was that I wasn't really keyed up for the game. I mean, I wanted to play and I was happy to play. But I didn't have any particular kind of um, drive, I suppose. What am I trying to say? I guess in the past I tended to know what the adventure was going to be and because this is sandbox play and because this is very much more in the player's hands I was in a more reactive role and I noticed that led to me for example at the start of the session I'm pretty sure I spoke so much less and I think that the player's interaction overall was probably more like them and less me and I think that was probably a good thing, but it was slightly different to how things often are, I suppose. Um, I often feel like I'm trying to drive the action. And yesterday I really wasn't. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. Lots to ponder. Hey, Jay, Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Just listen to the latest... DM journal. I'm really glad that you're still doing those. You decided to keep doing those. I do enjoy them. And I just want you to know that you're not the only one. Dave Aldrich got to buy the Riddling Reaver. I bought, actually, I bought all the advanced fantasy, fighting fantasy books to the tune of well too much money. Um, so don't feel too bad about buying that. I will be interested, would be interested in hopefully down the road. In one of the further DM journals, you'll mention what you thought of the Riddling Reaver. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that. So talk to you later. Bye. It's Monday evening and I'm I'm just sitting down really after a reasonably busy day of podcasting and also marking basically getting stuff done for school and I've just taken some time to sit down and start reading through really one of my GURPS supplement books GURPS Thalmatology which as you might imagine is a book about magic the last couple of days I've been having a number of conversations with different people about GURPS as a set of game rules and I've really kind of I guess reinforced my belief that taking hold of a game and trying to master it is really the path that I do want to follow at least at the time being for a good while and I really enjoyed Friday's game with guys playing a fantasy game but I'm starting to really understand and realize the scope and the opportunity that this generic universal role-playing system really offers and I was sitting here reading about magic and what is magic is the first section of this book. And two things really struck me. And the first of those is a practical thing. Just how rich the GURPS books are. And I guess if you've never really looked at one, I would really and genuinely encourage you to sort of have a look. Most of them are available as PDFs. And... They're just fascinating. This is not necessarily a rule book. I mean, it contains many ideas for how to apply 
various different approaches to magic into a GURPS-based game. But actually, the first 14, 16 pages that I've been reading are really just a discussion of what magic is, what magic might be in both fiction and in role-playing games. And it's fascinating, or at least it's fascinating to me. The second thing I realised is that I have for a very long while really wanted to kind of create a modern day game which included magic and which wasn't really bound by that kind of world of darkness thing. I I kind of find it's hard to express but I've always personally seen reality as sort of fundamentally malleable and I guess coming back to World of Darkness when I first came across Mage the role-playing game there are things in there that really struck me as kind of resonating with me I, at the time I felt like yeah this expresses something that I understood was fiction but at the same time that I understood there was something about the nature of the universe that I find intriguing and fascinating and I guess it kind of hinges and 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 kind of finds expression around various psychological concepts such as expectancy and and other such kind of similar ideas that what we often perceive is for us reality. When it comes to gaming, I'm really wanting to kind of explore more than just going down dungeons and killing monsters and taking their treasure. You know, I'm personally really invested in the idea of exploring what it means to be a human being and to exist within a world which might contain amazing and magical things and i guess it's kind of dangerous talk this talk of magic in a age of scientific discovery and you know reductive materialism and great cynicism but I kind of hold a place in my heart for magic, for wonder, for the possibility of other things. And yeah, reading this book has really warmed me up to that. And I just wanted to say it really, I really wanted to share that thought. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to dig a bit deeper into this and allow it to mull around my head. I've been putting off starting Riotus's uh, Gygax 75 challenge because of two things really one of which was i really didn't want to use you know a sort of dnd inspired fantasy world and secondly because i didn't really want to stick to a five week timetable of five steps what i do want to do is spend some time creating some settings some worlds or at least developing some ideas that i've been mulling around my head for a very long while and I'm hoping this isn't too much of a distraction from preparing for what is, for me, a relatively straightforward fantasy game using Dungeon Fantasy. I guess what I'm, I'm kind of getting at is I'm starting to subvert and go beyond those kind of common tropes. And I'm really kind of excited by the fact that this rule system allows me to do anything I can imagine and there are plenty of resources there for me to delve into and to explore. 
And I'm excited by that possibility. I guess I'm going to have to pretty much reserve most of it for my own amusement. You know, this creative part of me that wants to sort of just design and, and develop ideas. And maybe I, I would go as far as solo playing some of them, mucking around with them. But um, I don't know, maybe I'll get lucky one day and find a group of players who also want to explore some of those ideas. And so anyway, I'm putting it out there. I'm saying something now. And I'm uh, I'm not sure where this is going, if anywhere, but I wanted to share that like, moment of, I don't know, clarity is not the right word. A moment of revelation, perhaps a moment of um, realisation that actually I'm hungering for something deeper and richer and a heck of a lot more magical. Tuesday, I've been taking some time today to start preparing Hall of Judgment for Saturday's game using Dungeon Fantasy role-playing game up on Fantasy Grounds. Spent most of the morning really reading through the module in quite a lot of detail. It's a good module, actually. I do like what Doug Cole writes. And then I started, moved on to Fantasy Grounds and inputted the first of characters, the pregens, and uh, that took some time. The GURPS... Um, module on there is great but it contains no data so you have to kind of input everything by hand I guess that's because of copyright issues and you know it is an unofficial um, upgrade but actually it was quite good for me to dig into the the game a bit and kind of I've been pulling across um, various <clears throat> details from the rule book and, and making notes so that players can easily access and understand what they've got. Like if you've got an advantage like combat reflexes, for example, you kind of want to know what that means. So I've, I've pasted all that information in, which is kind of useful. Um, made me realise just how cool Dungeon Fantasy RPG is and, and part of me was kicking myself for not using it as the basis for my own campaign because it's just so well written and so well sort of streamlined as a fantasy game you know, it is just really solid. And apart from 250-point basic characters, it is actually really, really solid. Um, Ho-hum, one makes one's choices, I guess. But yeah, dead impressed with it and looking forward to having a go at it on Saturday. Not sure how much time I'm going to get between now and Saturday for prep because after today, uh, Deb's off work as well, so we're sort of out and about over the next few days heading up to Leeds Armouries and uh, having some time away from home overnight for a couple of days so we shall see but you know one way or another i'm online on saturday and i guess it will be a minimalist approach <laughs> you don't need a lot really do you when you're online gaming looking forward to that anyway game on so we're at the leeds royal armories it's thursday and we're sitting down ready to watch a confrontation between van helsing and Dracula being reenacted in front of us, which sounds like it'll be a whole load of fun. Um, so yeah, having a good day out. Game on. Thank you for joining me here at the Royal Armouries on this special day. 
mention those names to me, it makes my skin crawl. What? Uh, Twilight. Stop it! 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 Look! You are out of your depth, young man. And unfortunately for you, I'm very tired. So I think I'll just kill you. <laughs> well, you're pretty confident, yes? Yes? yes. But I have one trick left if you're willing to see it. Proceed. This is a sword given to our family by the angel Gabriel himself, and with it, I'll use it to send you back to hell. We belong. What an interesting character, I can see. I watch a lot of manga. Yes, I can tell. Thankfully, I too have a sword. Forged by himself. Yes, I think you got it from the same shop. <laughs> I used this once to destroy your family, and now it will give me great pleasure in using it to finish the job. Thursday evening and we're in the Hilton in Leeds. Um, been a really good day, I went to the Leeds Armouries and um, had a good wander around today, really good fun. Lots and lots of really cool things to see. Um, nice lunch out. And we've just been up um, to the 13th floor here at the hotel, had a little bit of drink in the bar, which was lovely. And whilst Deb's taking a shower, um, before we go out for a meal this evening, just taking a moment to chill. 
So lots and lots of things today that were very interesting from a hobby point of view. And probably the biggest thing was just the different styles of arms and armour throughout history. I think there's a tendency, especially for me, to feel and think about early Middle Ages, you know, talking sort of Viking, Saxon stuff, sometimes maybe Roman and Greek stuff. And then to skip to sort of late medieval Europe. But actually there are all sorts of options. And some things that I've not seen... Um, Islamic arms and armour from the Middle East and from North Africa. And I also think arms and armour from um, the the East, the Far East really, in what is termed within the armories, the Oriental um, area. There are so many great things, you know, Persian arms and armour, um, Chinese and Japanese stuff, Indian stuff. It's just fantastic, really good to see. Really get me thinking... Um, and I did pick up one of the guides. There's a a um, sort of general guide, and it's got a little bit of some photos from every era, you know, through uh, arms and armour, through into firearms and all the other stuff as well. It goes through all of history. It's just fantastic. So I enjoyed that today, and I, I, I just recommend if you've not been up to Leeds Armoury, if you're in the UK, yeah, get yourself up there, have a look around. It's not huge. You probably spend about three, maybe three hours, so something like that, I think is the average day. We were there about three and a half, four, time we'd come to the shop. Um, and it was great. Really good time. So, yeah, really feeling quite in, inspired in lots of ways, I guess. It's good. Game on.